Hey, I'm Angela and welcome back to the Mood Board Podcast. For those of you who are in the U.S. and you're observing, happy 4th of July weekend. I'm excited today to be talking to Whitney Jones. She is a New Orleans-based interior designer and owner of the shop Whitney J. Decor. She felt like the perfect person I really wanted to talk to right now during the holidays. I know just as much as Americans love fireworks, sparklers, and barbecues, we also love 4th of July sales and we like to shop. So I felt this was a perfect time to talk about Whitney and her shop at Whitney J Decor, where you can go buy from a Black-owned, women-led business. Many people have been asking me, how can they support my business? And let me tell you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are already on the right path. So just make sure that you subscribe and share it with your friends and family. But a second thing you can do is sign up for my Skillshare class, The Art of Styling Your Room, How to Create a Mood Board. In less than 15 minutes, you will have all the tools you need to begin to design your dream space. I will also provide feedback on Skillshare and share students' work on my Instagram feed. So on that note, let's get started with the show. Hello, Whitney. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Mood Board Podcast. I've been really itching to, honestly, I feel like connect with you since last year. I mean, one, we've been talking earlier than that, you're a 28 Black Tastemaker, but I've been so excited by your shop. I go on it every single week. I'm always pinning from it. I'm always telling people about it. So I really wanted to talk oh, really? about it. Oh, that, that means so much. Thank you. I mean, I'm on that sucker all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody wants to get me gifts. Be, the, be there in June, because at the end of June, I'm going to have like a new shop relaunch. So all new product. And so I'm so excited about that. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I might have to get those little vases that I want with those, like the heads and they have the little kissy mouths. I have one set left. Oh, stop it. One set left. What's your address? Shoot me your address. <laughs> I'm like, cause that's on my list. That's like one of my many pin things. Send me your address, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to start out with for this interview, like first time listeners, tell us a little bit about Whitney. What is your business? What do you do? So, um, I'm an interior designer, full-time, been for, can't believe it's about to be about 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm saying I work full-time. Have I earned a full-time income? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so yeah, I'm an interior designer based in New Orleans, right outside. And, um, I also have a retail shop. I've pretty much sold some kind of item as long as I've been in business. I started with, um, pillows. Mm-hmm. Uh, pillow covers at least and then I right when I got into my studio I, I started selling some small accessories because that's kind of my thing and then I opened my studio up to the public and now I have like a small little cute quaint retail store <laughs> I love it I love it so one of my first questions is what really just got you interested in interior design like where did it all start this is, this is probably going to be not the most ideal story, but <laughs> I, as long as I can remember, I've always known that I wanted to do something, have a career where I <clears throat> made money, you know, I had had 
money to be able to take care of myself and my family. I'm a mm -hmm. big family person. You know, I'm the oldest of eight. And my mom pretty much raised us, raised us most of by herself. So I always felt like it was my responsibility, you know, especially being the oldest, to kind of step up. And all of my goals, my future goals, have always been to try to make enough money to help my mom with my brothers and my sister. So I initially went to school right after high, right after, right after high school. Sorry, I went to college for um, physical therapy because I thought that was something I would be good at because I like science. I love math. I thought I would be good doing the sciences, but I didn't want to go too long in school to be a doctor. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think right after Hurricane Katrina, because I've dropped out of college, I've been to three different colleges and dropped out because I just wasn't, you know, wasn't into it. When I um, right after Hurricane Katrina, when I was trying to decide what I wanted to do, um, I realized that I was more interested in home stuff hmm. so i got a job with home depot sold appliances then moved to sears sold appliances and i think somewhere in the lines of somewhere in between that i was thinking about going back to college back for biology again to be a physical therapist hmm. and i started watching hgtv and <laughs> kind of saw that people you know actually decorated for a living yeah and then i started doing research on like how much interior designers make <laughs> And that, like, that was like, oh, wait, <laughs> they make good money. Let me get into this job. <laughs> That's how it started. I mean, when I was in college, I actually really enjoyed decorating. I really loved cute home things. Yeah. And really, that was it. That I didn't have this whole, since I've, since I've been nine, I've always wanted to be an interior designer. I didn't even know that was a, 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 a thing to be, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of us, especially like people of color, I... I tell people all the time, like, I think about my sister and I, we were both really set up to be in politics. And that's what our parents were planned for us. But like, if I'm honest with myself, I mean, my mother always had a formal living room, white carpet, perfect stuff. You could never sit and touch. We had the formal dishes, all of these things with entertaining and planning. And this was for you, especially just for this. This was your rec room just for that. And I'm like, that was all interior design. But, you know, it was never discussed as like, this could be a job. This yeah. was never discussed as a career path. It was just like, no, for sure. it's not happening. For sure. But we love doing it. <laughs> and I, I, I think I had this inkling in my mind that it's something I like just from watching my mom. I wouldn't even say she was like decorating because we didn't have like art on the wall. You know, we had the same furniture for like pretty much all my childhood, but yeah. she always moved things around and yeah. that kind of kind of gave, gave me my love of space planning. And then when I was, you know, I, I would like to get like new pillows when I, when it was time for me to get gifts, I'm like, I want pillows or, you know, I want something for my room, you know, and that's kind of was stuck in my mind. And then I'm like, oh, I, I'm kind of good at this, which I don't think I was good at it. <laughs> like I don't think I got good at this for a long time, but I thought I was. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, I remember saving up my babysitting money just to like wow. decorate my room, you know, I'm wow. like, now it makes sense. But like then I was like, that's what I want to do with my babysitting money. I want to buy new bed sheets and a side table. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes sense if you think about this is what we tell clients to do. You know, come back at me after you've saved all your babysitting money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Save your babysitting money, then you can hire me, then we can play. Yeah, all exactly. Good. Exactly. So, Whitney, how would you define your aesthetic? Like, what's the Whitney J. Decor style? 
that is so hard for me. And even after doing this for so long, it feels long for me. I just don't, it's so hard for me to like kind of narrow that down. But I would like to say my style is very, sorry, I'm taking my shoes off. Right. My style is very, um, I want to say colorful yet sophisticated, mm-hmm. you know, global yet classic, you know, fun, but also serious and long lasting. A lot of contradictions. A lot of contradictions. A I'm, lot I'm of a back and forth, the tug and pull of both. That's Whitney. I'm a walking contradiction, so I think <laughs> it makes sense that my style would be as well. <laughs> so one of my other questions I want to talk about with you, because I feel like a lot of us may have experienced this, but I feel like, Whitney, I felt like you were one of the people that I was kind of zoning in on last year as well, as like, when the whole Black Lives Matter movement really started, and it really got into getting into the interior design industry, and what could we do better? What could we, you know, not what, I don't want to say necessarily what we can do, but what can the industry do better to create more diversity, get more people of color out there? I felt like you were getting a lot of press from that. Like, how did you feel like, was there any bump in business um, kind of after people started to say like, we need to support more black interior designers? I would say, honestly, for me personally, I know a lot of people saw a big bump in business, but for me, you know, I was already kind of at that point when I got in my studio, that's kind of where I started seeing like this bump in business. I wouldn't say that because there's different, there's different like levels, right? In business, there's, there's visibility and then there's actual money, yes, which the is financial. my most important thing, you know, and then there's other little facets of the, the, the business world that I think we all are trying to navigate around. But for me, I think visibility um, changed for me. Obviously you saw, but as far as like getting new clients and getting extra sales, I don't know if I would say I can attribute that to the movement Yeah. at at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I've got a lot of visibility. I got a lot of great opportunities. But so far, I wouldn't say I had a whole lot of financial opportunities that came from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those are two very different things. Very different. I think are important to define. And that's why I keep telling people, I'm like, this is a lifelong thing. Visibility is the first step. Yeah. But the financial consistency, especially yeah. I think towards interior designers of color, that's, that's, that's what I'm working. So oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, that's why it's so important that we're not just on a list one time. Yes. You know what I mean? Because people, people support, they can't support all of us at the same time. No. So people can support a little bit at a time, but if you're only giving up putting us on the list one time, you're not showing us again, then a lot of us are going to get missed. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. You know what I mean? I'm okay with organic growth. I'm okay with it happening over time because it's going to happen regardless, you know, for all of us. But it's just a matter of, you know, not trying to just be, you know, a tick off of a list. And then some of us are going to get missed in that in situation, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Mood Board Podcast. My mom's kicking off spring and summer series all around the stories of home renovations. And boxes are stacked up all around the living room. This podcast has listeners in over 13 countries and almost has 10,000 listens. So thank you for actually clicking on this podcast and make sure to share it with all your friends and 
family. Okay, mom, I'm done now. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about is how did you really manage opening up your store, you know, in NOLA during, during COVID? Like, how did you even do it? I am such a risk taker. I literally am one of those people that I have this thought and it's just, it's going to get done. Like if I want to do it, it's going to get done no matter what the circumstances are. I was already in my studio because I got in my studio right before Christmas, 2019. So I had done my first workshop right before everything closed down. Like I had a decorating workshop here before everything closed down. Initially, this was going to be like my design studio. And then in the front, I was hoping to be able to have it like co-working space. Mm. But then I realized I, I didn't want to do that. So I'm like, I'll just keep the front open for like when I have my workshops and, you know, having presentations. And then I started selling accessories, you know, when I got the space, because I used to have a lot of stuff at my house. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to have the space. But when I got this space, I realized I can store a lot more stuff. So I started buying more stuff. Mm. And I had no intentions on having like a physical store, but I just was going to continue adding things to my online store. And that's what I did. I mean, I think it started with the calligraphy brushes, like before I even, before, I want to say this was before COVID, right before COVID, I had already started having a few calligraphy brushes and they were selling. And so I just kept buying more and more. Every time I sold out, I'd buy more and buy more. <laughs> and so by that point, I was like, I might be able to open up a shop just off of these calligraphy brushes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. And it just so happened that um, business was just starting to get really, and this was before, you know, the visibility of the Black Lives Matter. Like, just, I think people wanted to support other people yeah. that were local and had shops. And even though I wasn't physically open, I had my online shop and people wanted to support. So that's kind of how it happened. I was doing so well online. I was like, I'm already paying rent in this place. Hmm. I already have the inventory. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So why not just let people come in and shop, you know? So that's kind of how that happened for me. I've seen a lot of those calligraphy brushes from DeBito. And I was asking, yeah. I'm like, you're going to Whitney's shop, aren't you? Like, yeah. <laughs> he, bought, he bought some online first and then he came and visit. So that was really great. Really great. <laughs> I'm like, I know where you're going. I know where you're sourcing this stuff. I see what's happening here. <laughs> um, so one of my last questions before we get to the interior design game, I just want to know, you know, what advice would you give to another Black woman in interior design to really help her grow her business? Like, what do you feel like some of the risks you have taken that have really been worth it? Hmm. You know, for me, I'm one of those people, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a big risk taker. I like to just jump in. Like, I, I'm not one, I'm admittedly, I'm not a big planner. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I yell out an idea when I have it, it's just, it's gonna get done. That's just what, how I am, you know? Everything, most things fail, most things don't work out, most things you never see, but I just like to just jump in. So, mm -hmm. and I feel like, for me personally, if I would have been a different person, if I didn't have this kind of personality to just jump in, I don't know how far I would have been right now. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of what I consider success is what I consider success might be different from everybody else. But yeah. for me, what's been working for me is just having the, just being fearless enough to just go and just do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Doing things the way I want to do things. I have been really, really, really 
um, mindful to make sure I'm curating a business that makes me happy, mm. that makes me comfortable, that brings me joy. And for a long time, while I was growing my business, I used to always see all these different designers give advice on how you should interact with clients, how you should, you know, what kind of designer you should be, how you should charge, all that stuff. And a lot of times I followed advice and not to say it was bad advice, but I just know for me personally, like I have to be comfortable. I have to have clients that I'm able to have a lot of fun with. I'm Mm. a very goofy person. I don't like serious clients because I'm going (laughs) to laugh at my clients. I'm going to laugh at myself. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like you become the person that you want to attract. And I do that on social media. You know, I'm very transparent when I'm on social media. And I think that tends to attract people that are really great to work with, especially now. Like, my clients are amazing. Yeah. I feel like God just said, girl, this is for you. This is for you. You go here, (laughs) you go there. Like, they were, like, perfectly put here for me. They're all different from each other, but they work so great with me. um, And for me. So for me, I know that that probably didn't answer the question completely, but I think my biggest advice would be to just jump in yeah. and be who you want to be as a designer. You know what I'm saying? There's not, we're, we're proving it every day. There's no right or wrong way. There's no one way to be a designer. You can charge what you want to charge. You know, I feel like there's so many different levels of the design industry. Everybody doesn't have to be an ultra luxurious designer. Yes. We, you can be an accessible designer if that's who you want to be. You know what I mean? There's a place for all of us in this industry and you don't have to let anybody tell you any different, you know? I totally agree. And also, it's just like you said, I feel like so much of interior design is all about compatibility. Yes. You know, you really just need to find the right clients that work with you. There's nothing worse than working with clients and you're not really gelling. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you probably like, again, you've been in the industry for 10 years. You do it like enough times to go as I just can't, I can't do it to myself. I didn't enjoy the project. I don't even know how much the person enjoyed it. You just got to find people that you connect with. And then, exactly. you know, then it's, it's a much easier process because you know this, like you work on these projects, sometimes they can take years to complete. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're never really fully out of it. So you might as well have fun on the journey. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot, it's a lot of work. You know what? And this is real quick. One of the things that's really helpful to think about when I'm thinking about like what kind of client I want to have, I always think to myself, I want to work with the kind of client that I can be brutally honest with. Like I can just say, no, yeah. and not feel uncomfortable. Sometimes when you know you're working with a client that doesn't get your personality, you kind of tiptoe over the things that you right. say. You feel uncomfortable telling them that something doesn't look good. You feel uncomfortable telling them that the budget isn't high enough. Or yeah. I, I, you know, but if I, if I, my clients, the clients that I'm working with now, I'm like, that's gonna be ugly. It's so true. <laughs> no, because eventually you're gonna get there anyway. Yeah, we can't. We can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, no, we can't. I, 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 I learned that I, I want to have the clients that I don't have to go back and, and, and have to vent about later to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. Just to protect the marriage and the family structure as well, we need to be happy because there's nothing more than my husband hates to be like, what the client do now? And I'm like, he has his own life and I shouldn't be bothering him with my complaints. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I had my husband meet a client um, a few months ago and I was like telling him when they met, I said, this is my client that I'm always telling you about. And my client said, I hope it was good things. I'm like, trust me, it's good stuff. I'm like, I always have good stuff to say with my clients, just excited about just working with them. And I'm excited to like go to work, you know, 
it's funny saying that, but go to work, you know, and before I wasn't, especially mm -hmm. when you're having to deal with people that just drains you, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. All right, so we're going to switch gears and we are going to do our interior design game. So again, it's called Love It or Have It, Paid It. You're just going to going to throw out some design trends. These are from Apartment Therapy. And there's seven spring and summer home trends that you need to know right now, according to designers. And I just want to kind of get your thoughts and feelings about how you feel about them. Mm -hmm. So the first one is all the accessories. So more is more. Absolutely. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. All the things. I love them. I like being surrounded by stuff. I don't like clutter. There's a difference. But yeah. um, definitely pair on all the accessories. I love them. You're like more and more and more. More and more. Um, the worn wood tones. This is kind of like, I feel like a new thing. Kind of driftwoods, lightwoods. I feel like we're moving away from the walnuts, the ebony. How do you feel about that style of wood? I'm so so. Because I do like them depending on the aesthetic. I'm very, I tend to be very eclectic. So I think if it's in a, an eclectic space, I'm open to pretty much any kind of wood. But if we're talking about a space that's just very Scandinavian with these worn woods or something like that, or even if it's just something that's all the woods are in the same material, all the, all the woods are the same with that worn wood, I'm not really into it. Nope. <laughs> I'll pass on that. Um, another thing that I feel like is really popular, and I feel like even in my own home, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull back but like wallpaper everywhere like i don't know i'm feeling it so much right now i love it time. i love it i have wallpaper on my dining room all four walls in my dining room and every time i go in there now as much as i love my dining room i'm like i want to put wallpaper on the ceiling my wall my ceiling is painted the color of the it's, it's one of the blues inside of the wallpaper that's on the walls and every time I go in there now, I'm like, man, I can see some really like graffiti type wallpaper on my ceiling too. I'm all for wallpaper everywhere. I know, I've been looking at wallpaper. We have a little hallway area. I'm like, I think I need to put wallpaper on the ceiling. My husband's like, who's gonna look? I'm like, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna come look. up the steps. I'm like, boom, it's gonna be that little moment. Did you see the wallpaper in my laundry room? I did, I did. That's Every time, I have to take it down eventually because we have to renovate my laundry room, but every time I go in there, it just makes me so happy. Just so bold, so unexpected. That's what I want. I want. I feel like everybody's house should have some kind of statement yes. in at least one room, you know? But for me, I'm like, every room. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> me all the wallpaper. That was just the entrance. Now there's this room. Now you go to the second floor. Now yeah, I like to jump around. <laughs> um, so the next one is eye-catching stones. Yes, love 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 i love anything that's just really statement making doesn't matter what it is you know what i mean i think there's a place for everything there's a there's a place for every color every style every texture every pattern there's always a place for it depending on the aesthetic and depending on what, what else is going around in the room yeah. but as far as like the stone i am dreaming of having like i'm having um i'm gonna do a built-in back here yeah and every time i go to my stone guy i'm like always kind of like you're like, hey, I want this stone right there. And every time I, I feel, I feel like every time I go in there, he's like, I might give her some stones. So I'm, I'm working on them because <laughs> I can't afford them. That's how we designers. We just plant seeds with our vendors. I really I'm like. I'm just planting those seeds. Yeah, this is really cute. <laughs> and he's like, you ask me every time you come. 
I know I've seen this the same stone every time I come in. I don't want when did you get that? <laughs> I don't want you to forget what we're doing here. <laughs> this will look great in my office. This will look great in my office. Yes. Every time. I love it. I want some really bold, like greenish, pinky, like stone, like marble to go on that back. And there's one at the stone yard. And I'm, nobody's buying it. So I'm like, it's yours. It's waiting for let me, you. Let me get this. I don't want to pay full price for it, but. Right. <laughs> right. With the right accommodations, it's mine. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go, I'll say, listen, I'll do you a favor. I'll, you put it in here and I'll pay you to install it. <laughs> right. There's still a payment. There's still labor costs. I'm still taking care of that. You're not giving for nothing. I mean, <laughs> you're getting um, the next one is rattan decor. I like rattan. And I, I don't want to say anything bad because I've actually used it in a couple of the recent projects I'm on. <laughs> I have this big, really big rattan, uh, rattan mirror over a fireplace that I absolutely love. I think it just depends. There's some things that I like, there's some things I don't like. I have rattan decor in my shop right now, so it just depends. It's a balance. It's a balance. It's a balance. We're really think, falling in love with it right now, but it's kind of too much. I think that too much of it in this situation is a, too much of a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets to be a little bit too 70s for me yeah. when it's too much in space, but I do like it individually. Yeah, yes. So then my last one is calming colors. So no, I'm not going so much as a <laughs> I know, like, I don't know if this would be you, Whitney. Anywhere else, joking. Um, no, I, I, I mean, I guess we, it depends on what we're calling calming colors. I guess I like white the calming colors, like the blues, the green, soft colors, the softer colors. So, look at the wall, and I, I'm such, like I said, I'm a walking hypocrite, right? Because if you look at the color behind me, like this is a very soft, aging pink, and I really love this color. <laughs> So um, I think it depends. I just I think it really depends. Sometimes I like them. I like every color. There's probably not a color that I don't like. I like every color. I don't like a room that is full of calming colors. So for example, in this room, I have a big bold hot pink sofa and a Chanel fabric that's gonna be in here. You know what I mean? So I don't want I don't want the room to feel like soft and dainty. I don't, I don't, that's not my thing. <laughs> You're like, I'll pass. No, thank you. Well, Whitney, that is our interview. I guess thank one of the you. things I want to know for people, if they're interested in getting to know more about you or they want to buy from your shop, like what's the best ways that they can reach out to you? On my website, WhitneyJDecor.com or follow me on Instagram at WhitneyJDecor. I'm everywhere. If you Google, if you Google Whitney J Decor, I am literally all over these internet streets. I'm all on Beyonce's internet. You heard me. I'm just everywhere. So um, just Google me. <laughs> You'll find me on every platform you're on. I'm on. So <laughs> just Google like me. It won't be hard. We can definitely, we can make it work. Yeah. Well, Whitney, yeah. that's our interview. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited because I've always wanted to be on your podcast. So I'm oh. so excited. I can't wait for it to be finished so I can share it. But thanks so much, Angela. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, bye-bye.
Well, I hope you all enjoyed the show and make sure that you check out AngelaBelt.com backslash the mood board podcast. You'll actually be able to see some images from Whitney's shop, as well as our weekly shoppable mood board of our conversation, where I have quite a few pieces from Whitney's store that you can actually snag today. Um, In the meantime, reminder to everyone, we are almost at 10,000 listens. So continue to share and subscribe with your friends and family. We are also almost at our 50th episode. We're just two away. So continue to tune in for some fun when we hit that big 5-0. I want to thank everybody again. Get out there and have some summer fun and stay safe. Bye-bye.